It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on all things BYU Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host. On today's show, we'll be breaking down some of the news and notes surrounding the BYU football program as they enter the home stretch of their season. Three games to go at four and five. Can BYU right the ship, get to a bowl game, and according to some people, save Kalani Satake's job? We'll discuss that. We'll also catch up with BYU running back Lopini Katoa. He'll explain how how important it is for BYU to make a bowl game this year in his mind and also his play in the backfield of late and in the final segment we'll catch up on some of the other news and notes other teams in Provo where they're in action this evening that'll be in quick hits in the final segment thanks again for downloading the show without further ado let's get going this is Locked on Cougars for November 8th 2018 Happy Thursday to you guys. Hopefully you guys are all having a great day. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about them here in a moment. Also tell you about two other sponsors on the show later on. Those would be Sling TV and our good friends at Vivid Seats. We'll tell you about them here later in the show. Of course, you can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Wherever you need to find us, we can be found. You also can tell your smart speakers, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and you can find us there. Uh, thanks for your continued support of the show. If you are listening to the podcast on a regular basis, please subscribe, rate, and review, especially on iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you don't mind. It helps with getting the word out about the podcast. All right, I mentioned right off the top that we're going to talk a little bit about this home stretch for BYU. They have three games remaining, so if you break up a 12-game season into, a let's say, a 400-meter race, you have the first 100 meters, second 100 meters, third 100 meters, and then the home stretch, the final 100 meters. And any track athlete, and I am not a track athlete, I can tell you that much. I went through the shot put for a couple of weeks in high school, and yeah, if that's a track athlete, I am one, but I never really ran a distance race, but I've had friends and colleagues who have run the 400 meters say that the 400 meters is the toughest race in the 
track and field world. And the final hundred meters of that race is the toughest hundred meters you'll ever run. Um, okay. How, uh, and you're probably wondering, okay, what does that have to do with BYU football here, Jake? Let me explain. BYU has gone through the first 300 meters of their season. Uh, they started out with a bang, got rolling right away, went out very quickly, got to a 3 and 1 record. Uh, fell off the pace uh, in the kind of that back stretch, the second 100 meters on into the third 100 meters. Now, can BYU pick up the pace in this final 100 meters when it's the toughest? You have injuries plaguing your football program. You have attrition happening simply due to injuries. Uh, programs are catching up to your schemes. They've got nine games of film on you at this point. Can you avoid all that and finish strong? As I've kind of been paying attention to some of the message boards and some of the uh, conversations taking part on social media and even some of the news I've heard some of the discussion I've heard on sports radio and I listen to a lot of this stuff simply due to the fact of what I do for my day job I'm a radio producer for the zone sports network in Salt Lake City Utah I hear a lot of sports radio and there's been some discussion this week that I have heard that if Kalani Sitake were to miss a bowl game this year it could put his job in jeopardy now Right off the top here, I don't believe BYU is going to miss out on a bowl game. They've got two opponents right now, this week against UMass and next Saturday on senior night against New Mexico State, that BYU should absolutely pulverize. We're talking teams that are worse than Hawaii, and BYU had no problem dispatching the Rainbow Warriors just about a month ago. Things can change. Turnovers, injuries, that could all change this. And if BYU were to go 0-3 down the stretch and get absolutely blitzed, let's say you're getting shut out in three straight games, then the discussion about Kalani Satake's job status may be valid. But as it stands right now, I don't see BYU losing these next two weeks. They should be 6-5 and five heading into their annual rivalry game against Utah up there at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Um... Tyler Huntley now out for the season for the Utes changes the whole paradigm of that game in my mind. I'm not going to I'm not going to pick BYU to win that game until they prove they can do it and you can call me out for having a lack of faith or whatever but until BYU proves they can beat the Utes, I'm not picking them, but I do believe BYU will be in that game because we haven't seen what Jason Shelley can do for the Utes, and they'll be kind of trying to figure things out as they close out their season. They have bigger things on their mind, let's be real. It'll be at the end of a long, grueling conference slate for them. Uh, they're hopefully in first place in the Pac-12 South Division at that point, getting ready for a Pac-12 championship game the following week. So it'll be an interesting game for BYU and Utah, but Kalani Satake's job is not in jeopardy in my mind at this point. Uh, case in point, BYU right now is still playing with about, I would say, it, just rough numbers. Half Bronco Mendenhall uh Half, half the recruits that Bronco Mendenhall brought in late in his tenure and half the recruits that Kalani Satake has recruited in the, in the three recruiting classes he's had at the helm of the Cougars program. If you're going to pull the trigger on Kalani Satake after just three years, you uh, sold him a false bill of goods. You set him, set him up to fail in all reality, and that's in my mind because... He was brought in as, with a reputation as a good recruiter, but a lot of guys that come to BYU to play football who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints embark on two-year missions. 
You have to allow Kalani to get the guys back off of missions in mass that he has recruited, that he believes in, that he believes can help him win games and give him that opportunity. We have seen Kalani make a push towards playing a bunch of freshmen this year. Uh, the number a few weeks ago was 25. I would guess that's gone up because guys like Sione Finau has seen, have seen the film field in recent weeks. And he's made a push to get these young men in place and give them an opportunity to go out and play. It's a, it's a, it's a move with an eye to the future in all reality. He understands the pressure he's under. He understands I've got to get to a bowl game this year. And I, like I said, I still believe BYU is going to be bowl eligible. They'll be six and five heading into Utah, barring some catastrophic errors or issues when it comes to facing off against UMass or New Mexico State. They should be bowl eligible and ready to go. I expect that going into that Utah game, the discussion will be more focused on can BYU win this game and snap the seven-game losing streak to the Utes and can rather than Kalani Satake is his job in jeopardy if he loses this game. So I just feel like Kalani's got at least one more year, probably two years in my mind, to prove that he's got the ship righted, that he's got him on the right trajectory. And we'll see. He's got a young quarterback, Zach Wilson, at the helm. Like I said, he's played a bunch of freshmen, especially on the offensive side of the ball. He's brought in an all-new offensive coaching staff, sans one guy who was held over from the previous offensive coaching staff. So, In my mind, I don't see Kalani Satake's job really being a roasty, toasty seat until 2019 or 2020. It all kind of depends on how BYU finishes this season, of course, but that bowl game will make sure that Kalani Satake is safe. And if BYU, the administration down there, were to pull the trigger on Kalani Satake, any coach that looks at that situation would be aghast at what just happened to Kalani Satake. And I would, I would venture to say it would be very hard to find a coach to come in and take a job knowing that the previous coach just barely got three years and that's it. You have three years to turn it around. Oh, and by the way, you have to send kids on LDS missions, bring them back. Oh, and they also have to follow the honor code. Yeah, that's not going to work. So Kalani Satake, his job is safe in my mind, and there should not be any discussion right now that his job could be in jeopardy at the end of 2018. It's 2019 at the very earliest that that discussion enters my mind and becomes a real talking point. You guys may differ. Feel free to hit me up. I'm on Twitter, at Jacob C. Hatch, or you can follow the show at Locked on Cougars. Let me know if you differ. I'm happy to hear you guys out on why you believe that his job should be in question, but I'll tell you right now, you'll have to have a very compelling case to convince me that Kalani Satake's job is in jeopardy in, in any way, shape, or form this year. 2019, let's say BYU comes out next year. After the, If they were to get to a bowl game this year, they come back next year against another stout schedule, a bunch of Power 5 teams on that schedule, and BYU were to go, let's say, a 3-9 and nine or a 4-8, and eight, okay, all we can talk then. But BYU getting to a bowl game this year with a very young team on average, that should be, actually give a lot of hope to BYU fans that they can build and take some of this talent that is very young. And as it matures, you should start to see more and more positive results on the football field. 
That's just my take. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. But currently, as it stands, I don't see BYU, A, missing a bowl game, and two, Kalani Satake's job being in in jeopardy this offseason, barring some catastrophic off-the-field issue, or they go simply 0-3, and and let's say they score one touchdown in the next three games. They're in this home stretch. It's the final 100, and I think BYU is going to find that second win, and they're going to finish this 400-meter race, and they'll be right on track of where fans, media, and some of the guys inside of the program, I think, thought they would be at the end of the year when back in August when the season was about to kick off. That's just some of my thoughts. Let me know what you think. Jacob C. Hatch or Locked on Cougars, happy to talk to you there. I do need to tell you about today's title sponsor on the show. That would be our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They are right here in Utah servicing all of the Wasatch Front for all of your pest control needs. This time of year with the cold weather setting in, spiders and mice are trying to work their way inside your home. Homes. All Guard Pest Control, make sure they come out, make sure you don't have any of those issues. And if they do pop up after All Guard, All Guard comes out and treats your home, they'll come back out and make sure you're taken care of for free. That's one of my favorite things about this company. Their online reviews are absolutely stellar. As I mentioned yesterday, or it might have been the day before when we were talking about All Guard, people live on the internet, on Twitter, on social media, review sites, Yelp, Google Google reviews, etc. They exist on the internet to be outraged. And the great news is about All Guard is you don't see outraged people on their pages. Everybody is completely satisfied. So I would encourage you guys to give All Guard a, a call. Give Seth and his team a chance to help you out when it comes to your pest control needs. Give them a call. 801-851-1812. Seth and his team are the best. Give them a call. All Guard Pest Control. 801-851-1812. Once again, All Guard Pest Control. 801-851-1812. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back. I had a chance to catch up with BYU running back Lopini Katoa earlier this week. We spoke previously about the young group of or group or core of BYU freshmen that have kind of set the table for BYU to have success in future years. And I believe Katoa is one of those front and center kids alongside Zach Wilson. Uh, currently, it looks like there's a three-headed running back uh, tandem going for BYU. Matt Hadley's emergence in recent weeks has really helped BYU, none more so than that 59-yard screen pass that he took uh, nearly to the house. It looked like he was going to break it at one point during that run. Uh, but he's also been joined by Squally Canada, who continues to get healthier and healthier after being injured early in the season. And then, then Lopini Katoa, a famous story from last year, was Fred Warner, who's now with the San Francisco 49ers, going to coaches midseason when 
Zach was redshirting a year ago and tearing it up on the scout team and saying, coach, why aren't we playing this kid? And the coaches decided, hey, we need to hold him back and make sure he's completely healthy off of an LDS mission, make sure his legs are back underneath him. And there have been moments that Lopini Katoa has looked very, very good this year. And the good news is for him, the two other guys that are running with him in the backfield right now are both seniors. So next year, it could be the Lopini Katoa show. Uh, And I'm guessing guys like Tyler Algier and Riley Burt, who will be a senior next year, would also be in that mix. But he's got to be looking at this saying, I'm going to be the lead guy next year. And that's great news for BYU because I think he's got all the talent to be a true number one running back. Local kid from American Fork High School had originally committed to Oregon State when Kalani Satake was coaching up there as a defensive coordinator. Went on his mission, decided to come home. Not decided to come home. When he came home from his mission, he decided, I want to go be with Kalani. So he ends up at BYU. So here's my conversation I had with Lopini earlier this week. We start off talking about the Boise State game, but we kind of transition to talking about facing UMass this week. Also get some of his thoughts on, with BYU chasing bowl eligibility, how big would making a bowl game be for the Cougars? So here it is, my conversation with Lopini Katoa earlier this week, right here on Locked on Cougars. Last week, tough loss, but that drive, when you see uh, Matt Hadley take that screen pass and rumble up the field, what were your thoughts? Yeah, we were excited. We exploded as a, on the sideline. We exploded. It was so, like, it was an explosive play. We needed it. I think everybody believed right then and there that we were going home with a win, so it was an exciting play for sure. Okay, conversely, when you do come up the two yards short, yeah. what's that feeling like? Yeah, it's, it sucks because, like I said, we felt – like everybody felt like that was it was over we had had it won mm-hmm. and the fact that we come short it just felt like such a, a fluke you know like like what just happened so it was draining for sure it was definitely draining can we get a three back rotation now with Hadley and then Squally as well what's it like working with those guys oh it's great it's nice to be able to you know have other other guys and to be able to you know rely on each other mm-hmm. to make plays and we have guys who are able to do to do great things and so why not use everybody rotational running back rotations and all the rage in the nfl you feel like it's kind of reaching down to this level as well where you guys are rotating to keep you guys a little more fresh yeah i think i i could see that because how much of a, a beating i feel like you know is, is you take sometimes at running back um so it you need a lot of bodies what do you like most about playing running back uh, I like how dynamic of a position it is. You know, you're expected to run, block, and catch. You know, it's not just like one thing. And I like a lot of positions on the offense, but I feel like more so at the running back, you you know, you're you're in the pass protection, and then you're going out on the route the next play. Like it's so so different. Never bored, I guess is the easiest yeah. way to say it, right? Yeah. Okay, you guys are headed to UMass this week. Uh, you got three games left. What's the mentality of the team going into this game? Uh, we're, I mean. For myself personally, like I just want to go and play like we know we can, you know, like not hurt ourselves and and get the feeling of last week out, you know, out of our mouths and just go and play great football against UMass. And we know that, you know, we need these wins. They're important for us if we want to, you know, have a chance to play after the the regular season. Is it almost a? You guys have been so close the last two weeks. It's just hey, we need to. We we just need to get that losing feeling out of our mouths. Yeah, you could say that. Like, and we know like they've been you know, self-inflicted. Like we we there's just dumb things that we know we can fix, and so we're just excited to explode. What's the biggest thing you guys need to fix in your mind? 
Um, that's hard to say. <laughs> Does it depend it's, on the position? I yeah, guess. Yeah, like okay. we all have individually, like we all have different things. It's it's hard to come off of you know losses like we have. Mm-hmm. It definitely hurts, you know. But I think we just need to keep up our belief. Um, that's one of the biggest things as a whole. Just believe in you know what, what we can do. Coach Sataki um, talked to, so yesterday during his weekly press conference, talking about the offensive line. He says it's not a talent issue; it's just correcting mistakes. Is that the kind of same thing you're seeing? Yeah, for sure. Because we've seen it in the past when they're when they're clicking and on their assignments, uh, we're running as much as we want. You know, yeah. like that's our O line is definitely capable. How much would making a bowl game mean to this team? Uh, it would be huge, especially after last year, um, not going to the bowl. I think we need that and um, to pay off from all the hard work we put in. Right when the season ended last year, we were out here on this field and, and working out when everybody else was at a bowl game, and it, it killed us. And so I think it would mean everything to us to be able to be at a bowl instead of here working out when we know we could be there. I know you're a local kid. You went to American Fork High School. Where is, like, your favorite place to hang out when you're not when you're away from the field and away from football? Yeah, I, my favorite place to be is at home, really, like <laughs> – my family was in Highland, so I'm in Highland chilling with my family. <laughs> Very That's cool. That's my own body. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Lopini. Yeah, thank you. There you go, Lopini Katoa. It killed them that they were not in a bowl game a year ago. They were out there in the snow. If you heard Aleva Hifo talk earlier this year, he talked about doing up-downs the Monday after the Hawaii game a year ago and just wanting to get back to their winning ways at BYU. And as I said in the previous segment, I see BYU making a bowl game this year and building towards bigger and better things. Lopini Katoa is going to be part of that. Only a redshirt freshman, so he's got his career in front of him. And I think that the early returns on him are absolutely phenomenal. Thanks again to him for taking the time. Cool to hear he's a homebody, a local kid, went to American Fork High School, said his family still lives in Highland, so he's up there hanging out with them a lot. I think it's cool to see local kids uh, make good by playing well for their hometown teams. And it's good to have a kid like Lupini Katoa in Provo. He committed to Oregon State, like we mentioned before his mission, but now he's just down the road from home and playing at a high level. So hats off to Lopini Katoa and thank him for taking the time. If there are players you want to hear from here in the final weeks of the season that I haven't had a chance to catch up with yet this year, let me know. I'd be happy to work them in. All right, we will come back. We'll tell you a little bit about some of the other news going on on in Provo with the other sports teams. Also got an interesting note in The Athletic this week uh, from Bruce Feldman, one of the foremost college football writers in this country on a UMass player that BYU fans want to keep an eye on. We'll talk a little bit about that next. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about two of our advertising, uh, I guess, partners on this podcast, one of which is Sling TV. Sling TV is here to help you watch college football in all its form and fashion and in all its glory. For just $30 a month, you can get all the networks to catch college football games you can handle. Go to get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. And, of course, you can stream Sling TV TV on your big screen and across all of your favorite devices. You like to carry it with you on your phone or a tablet? You can do that. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love. There are no useless channels with Sling TV. You pick what you want to pay for. No long-term contracts. No hidden fees. You know what you're paying right up front and you can cancel at any time. 
Locked on Cougars listeners, if you want to check it out and see if it might be the right situation for you, go to slingit.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. You can get a free seven-day trial. See if it's the right option for you. Once again, go to sling.com slash locked on. Also, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace that is dedicated to providing you fans uh, with live entertainment and experiences that will last you a lifetime. Listeners to Locked On Cougars can catch their favorite teams. Well, we're speaking of the BYU Cougars here. And artists perform in person. They can help you get seats to any of your favorite live events. You want to go out to the New Mexico State game next week? Vivid Seats can help you do that. If you're a concert junkie or you like the theater, they can also help you get tickets to the biggest events there as well. They offer great prices, an easy purchasing experience, and using the promo code Locked On, listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter the promo code Locked On to receive $20 off your order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed up by a 100% guarantee to give you that peace of mind. So go save yourself some money. Use the promo code Locked On at Vivid Seats and receive $20 off your order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. You are locked on Cougars, and as we close out today's show, got to get to some of the quick hits, some of the news and notes we haven't had a chance to touch on quite yet. Let's start off with a result that finished up yesterday. A tough finish for BYU men's golf at the St. Mary's Invitational yesterday. Uh, They came into the round in first place. USC made a charge in the final round, finishing at 20 under. Meanwhile, BYU as a team struggled. Uh, Dick Harmon on Twitter yesterday tweeted out that BYU went plus nine as a team in the final three holes. They finished up finishing in second place as a team with an overall score of 839. So a respectable showing for BYU finishing behind USC. But the good news coming out of this was Peter Quest. Of course, he started out the tournament with an absolutely scorching 10-under 61. He uh, finished with a 70, a 1-under 70 yesterday, and won the individual title, the St. Mary's Invitational, with a total score of 200 on the weekend. So hats off to Peter Quest. Good to see him in the winner's circle individually. I believe it is his third win of the season, of the fall season for BYU. So congratulations to him. Uh, It concludes BYU's men's golf team fall schedule. We'll be back in the spring. I'll be taking part in the WCC Championship and of course the NCAA Regionals, etc. coming up in the spring, but a good way for Peter Quest to finish off the fall. Not the best finish for BYU in the tournament overall, but a great fall for the team overall. They're in the national rankings, so hats off to them. Um, Tonight, the BYU women's volleyball team, of course the top-ranked team in the country, will be in action at the Smith Fieldhouse if you're looking for something to do on this Thursday evening. Uh, Match is set to start at 7 o'clock Mountain Time there in Provo. You can catch the match live on BYU TV if you're not able to make it out to the match. But I would encourage you to take advantage. This team is absolutely fantastic 
phenomenal. The Smithfield House has been a madhouse with all the fans packing in there. They're setting records for attendance with these matches, and they have a really good reputation for sweeping teams. So if you want to see a dominant performance, which is expected from BYU at this point in the season, get out to the Smithfield House and enjoy it this evening. All right, and our final note here, we'll talk a little bit more about this gentleman tomorrow. But Bruce Feldman does incredible work for The Athletic. He's one of the foremost college football writers in this country, in my mind, and I think most people's minds. He wrote earlier this week on The Athletic, he does a Feldman's uh, field notes, or I don't remember what the exact title of it is, but he talked about Andy Isabella. uh, BYU will be facing this young man. He is the slot receiver for UMass. In a 62-59 triple overtime win against Liberty last week, he caught nine passes for 303 yards and two touchdowns in the triple overtime win for the Minutemen. He has caught 48 passes for 944 yards and seven touchdowns in the past five games alone. That's almost 200 yards per game. BYU's going to have to slow this young man down. This screams to me similar, like I mentioned earlier on in this podcast, BYU facing off against Hawaii about a month ago. Hawaii came in with Utah native John Ursua. Well, I guess he's Hawaii native, but he played high school ball here in Utah. John Ursua, who had close to 1,000 yards at that point, had at least 10 touchdowns. He's continued to rack up those stats as the season's progressed. Mark Whipple, the UMass head coach, said that he, uh, when he was recruiting Isabella, he got a call from Isabella's high school coach saying, hey, I, quote, I, I got this kid who is really good and he runs the fastest 60 meters time in the country in 6.72 seconds. Uh, UMass took a chance on Isabella and he's rewarded him, it looks like. he's uh, He's been a big wide receiver for UMass. I said in the last five games, nearly 1,000 yards, averaging almost 10 catches per game. Five foot nine wide receiver, played running back in high school in Ohio. Good to see him coming out and and having a breakout season. We'll preview that game a little more tomorrow for you. Get you ready for that game there at Gillette Stadium. We'll have more breakdown of what you can expect to see from UMass and how I would expect BYU to line up and attack them. That'll be on tomorrow's show and looking forward to it. Also give you a preview of BYU basketball hosting crosstown rival UVU. Always a fun game when those two rivals get together and We'll talk about that game and some of the stakes that go into it. Uh, BYU former assistant Mark Pope leading the UVU Wolverines back into the Marriott Center two years after an absolutely phenomenal showing for his team. Um, As always, if you are interested in reaching out to the show, you can do so catching me on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. The show is also there, Locked on Cougars. Same name for Facebook, Locked on Cougars on Facebook. And if you have questions about advertising or otherwise you'd like to email to me, you can do that by going to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Big ups to our title sponsor today, our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call for all your pest control needs, 801-851-1812. Also, thanks to Sling TV and Vivid Seats as well. We'll be back tomorrow catching up on everything you need to know in BYU sports. This has been Locked on Cougars for November 8th, 2018.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.